And for me, like, that's how I look at podcasts. You talk about being able to build up your skill set to the point now where you can either just continue to just let this just run and you get really good at it. Or the other side too, where you can start consulting with other people, right? Like, what does it look like over the next five years? And we talk about this a lot, like over five, 10 years of us continuing to do, to do this, right? Where the ad dollars are now growing, where podcasting is now what commercials used to be back in early 2000s, right? In the 90s, where people were saying, oh, you want to get exposure for your business? You have to be on a commercial. You have to do these things. Those companies are not going to start funneling that money to saying like, oh, just get these two people to talk about it because they're influencers in their space. Correct. Right. right. And like you're saying, like no matter what, and if you, especially if you're talking to business owners, you can sell your own product, but you can now also start selling other products too, because people will look at you, like you said, as that expert in your space, in your niche, right. And saying, okay, if you already have this captive audience, how can I get you, how can I partner with you? How can I do this to also be a part of your captive audience so we can both continue to grow? It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters, which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. We go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 62 of the First Sit Podcast. Today, we're sitting down with a prior guest from a while back, uh, Ralph Lucchese. Ralph is the owner founder of the Podcast Room in Bethlehem, PA. He is the producer of multiple podcasts as well as an award winning director. Um, today's episode is going to be solely focused on the basics of podcasting. So we've actually been doing it for a while. Ralph has been doing it for a while. He's produced multiple podcasts, edited them, directed them. Um, and me and Dikembe are obviously in it. We're doing it. We're always trying to get better. Mm -hmm. So we thought, why not drop a quick reference guide on, hey, if you want to do it too, you think you're better than us, make your own. Um, and with that being said, Ralph, thanks for joining us, man. Welcome back. Yeah. How long, how long has it been since we were at the uh, podcast room? I have no idea. I have no idea what episode it was. It was probably a that lot, was, like probably like 30 weeks. I have no idea. Least, Cut it in half. Listen, I'm, I'm going to look back real listen, quick while you guys are, while you guys are talking. Yeah. You, you, you pull that up, pull that up. So how, how's, how's everything been though? Oh man. Uh, it's a grind little by little, um, mm -hmm. building up the website all over again. So I'm not a graphic designer. Right. I'm a, I like to, I like the technical aspect of stuff, but I'm not a graphics guy. So, mm -hmm. um, finding that spending time on things like that is probably better spent, uh, paying somebody to do it. So doing a full revamp of a website and, um, it's fun, been a lot of fun. A lot of generation podcasts are growing here and there. Uh, it's been good. Can't really complain. Love that. It was episode 37. Wow. So it was almost double. Close. How about that? Cut it right uh, in half. Pretty close. We should have planned that out a little bit better next time. <laughs> we should have. Yeah. <laughs> Could have done like 74, hmm. whatever. We live and we learn. Um, so we learn. obviously, man, how we start every episode, what you're sipping on for today, bro? I, I see oh, y'all like had across a, the board. I see y'all had a little going on there. Yeah, what are you drinking? Yeah. Uh, so actually, I'm coming off of a, uh, uh, I don't want to say it was a cold or the flu. I don't know what it was. So I'm actually sipping on a nice uh, kiwi lemonade vitamin C pack injected with water right down the gullet. So, um, <laughs> something healthy, I would like to think nice little vitamin C there in my diet. But after this, I'll probably hide house down a martini. It was a rough day, a rough day on the phones. So, Oh, nice. You know, I noticed you like those martinis a lot, mm -hmm. especially oh, with olives. I mean, I, I'm telling you, Alpha, you, I, I hate olives. I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm not, not a, a fan. Oh, dude, I'm not a martini. Every time I see him post it, I'm like, it looks good. It looks great. Don't get me wrong. Does it? The pictures look great at the Do martini. They, oh, they live. They live it up. Yeah, but they got. But like I'm like the olives. That's where you like, lost. me. I don't me. even think they look good. That's where you lost me, bro. He's eating. It's like it's just clear, like like cloudy <laughs> liquid with an olive, which is disgusting. Look He's like, yeah, and blue cheese. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and you wait. and Diana You're stuck those down, bro. Oh, it's it's crazy. We went to Jamaica and uh, unlimited drinks, and I can't even tell you the amount that uh, it was ridiculous. Well over sixty plus, and just mm. uh, going up to the bar pre-made, like oh, they're back for another martini. It was ridiculous. So is that it's, it? Is that are you making it at home now too? Are you making them all the time? All the time, all the time. And like we're we're looking at a house, and and it's like like the main like we're not even looking at houses for like that. It's like we're gonna have a bar going to be martinis and it's like what are, what are we doing like <laughs> what is actually uh, but yeah what's the uh we'll get it we'll get a good martini one day we'll suck them down 
I couldn't, mm. I couldn't, if I had to make one, I couldn't do it. How do you make a martini? Mm. Uh, well, I don't use the vermouth. Everybody likes using vermouth in there and I don't like the taste that it gives. Um, so straight vodka with, with olive juice and, and depending on how shitty my day is, is how cloudier the drink gets. Um, we can go from a dirty martini to sorority basement on a Thursday dirty. So it depends on, depends on the level of, of olive juice you want to throw into the, into the teeny. So. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's nasty, bro. Olive juice and, and vodka. <laughs> One time, um, funny story for our listeners, uh, and then we'll talk about what me and the Kenmay are drinking right here. Um, one time we were out with all, all the guys at some crazy dive bar in the Poconos, like dive, dive bar in the Poconos. Uh, like lights are flickering that mm. far. And, um, and like the bathroom, like is like real dirty. <clears throat> and me and one of my friends go to the bar and he goes, dude, you got to try a pickleback, bro. He's like one of the best shots you'll ever have. I'd never had one a- again, super dive bar. Like they're pouring the, the pickle juice out of like mustard containers. Right. So she lines the shots up. She puts the, I think it's, I think it's vodka and pickle juice. I have no idea. Mm. Puts the vodka down squirts the juice into it and we take the shot and it was horrible like ho- like if you I mean, were nothing to, about that sounds good like if you were to drain gym gym uh shorts yeah into a cup that's what you drank and i look at him i go bro what did you just make me do <laughs> and he goes yeah no no that wasn't pickle juice that wasn't pickle juice she looks at it it was expired olive juice that she had put into the vodka oh my yo it was gnarly dude. i think i'm getting sick just thinking about that gnarly yeah, it was so so maybe that's why i'm so jaded towards um towards martinis that doesn't probably really because ugh, it, i feel it, like college juice ferments after a while there's no way that could be good like that's bro i don't know that doesn't it, it, it literally tasted like like leg day gym shorts ring them out in a shot glass oh my god I just don't know why you guys oh, put yourself through these things. What are you sipping on, Kembe? I have another coffee here again. We've mm-hmm. been recording a little bit later in the day mm-hmm. recently, and my energy has just been getting on E. Mm. But I've been doing better. I've been cutting back on coffee a lot. So Me too. I'll stick to my one or two cups a week. Mm. So it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. It's a work in progress. Would you say me too? You also been cutting back on caffeine heavy? I have, yeah. I, I'm down to only two cups of coffee a day. But they're big cups, so. Okay. So they're, they're by two cups, I mean like two 20-ounce mugs. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. So we got a work in progress, work in progress. Yep. Speaking about work in progress, right? We're here to talk about podcasting one-on-one. Mm-hmm. We are. Between our two groups here, we've been doing this for a little bit of time now. We have. And it's funny how, and it's funny how time goes, but I want to see like Ralph, since the last time we talked about it, right? We talked about some of the things that you have going on with some of the other podcasts. Can you tell us maybe not an exact number, or if you don't want to give out everything, how many podcasts do you really work with now on a monthly basis? So, no, it's a good, great question. I don't mind talking about it. So I do two, I fully produce, start to finish everything across the board. That's Randy Dietrich um, and then the Lunch Beers guys. Um, recently, I've been, and it's actually quite funny how the cir- it comes back full circle. So I took what I did in the film industry to kind of get contacts and name people um, and get onto film sets. I transitioned that from that to this. So I've recently started building up like, blogs and Excel spreadsheets. It's crazy of podcasts in the tri-state area that are getting up and running that have somewhat of a following um, that just from me listening to, I'm like, you know what? I, I feel like the, the production value should be a little more increased. So on and so forth. Um, I've kind of just like put my name out there. Like, look, this is what I'm doing. Here's my studio. Um, recently gone mobile. I've turned the podcast. I have a full, mo- a fully operable and uh, operational, excuse me. Uh, mobile podcast studio so going essentially almost door-to-door business to business like i'll come to you we do the content i take care of all the content all you got to do is is have a voice and been a lot of inquiries about it can't hate it um still a lot of work right i I think podcasting is still new uh i mean granted it's been around for how many years but i just think the the idea of using podcasting as an advertising medium is, (laughs) is still freshly new and the, the best way I can kind of relate to it is, is like when like an app like TikTok comes out or an app like that comes out, if you're like one of the original adopted users, when it takes off, it's there. Right. So I don't know if we're at a point in the podcasting world where it's still so new that we're at that, or it's at that point where we're at that next stage before the masses get a hold of it. And then we're going to feed off of the next group. So, um, 
my goal is to get out of the nine to five and run and operate a business. And so outside of the two podcasts that I fully produce, I consult on a couple podcasts here and there. Um, a couple of New Jersey, those I can't really reveal. One, knock on wood on my side, because I'm trying to, I'm developing a contract with him and he has a very well-known podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, very well-known. Um, and we've just been having discussions back and forth. And to give you a hint, uh, he hates Bitcoin and he's on a lot of uh, podcasts where he talks about hating Bitcoin um, and loves gold and why gold is so important. So uh, that's all I'll reveal. After we're done with this, I'll tell you who it is. But yeah, yeah. Um, and that's it. Just growing a clientele. So little by bit, little by little. I, I think the fact that you're, that's so cool, dude. I didn't know that you were doing that, that you were doing the mobile um, podcasting. I think it mm-hmm. speaks to, which is something we wanted to touch on, like how easy this is. This is not hard. Like Dikembe and I did not have engineering degrees we didn't we have no it experience Mm -hmm. we have no audio experience Mm -hmm. we just was like yeah we like to talk to people and we can do this um so anybody out there like it is so easy and i think that we should touch on the basics of what you need yeah and it does take a speaking of the basics right it does take a little bit of time to like anything right like you have a lot of time time. a lot of bit of time yeah Yeah. and ralph was touching on that in the beginning right where you find yourself doing parts of the business because that's, that's what podcasting is right unless you look at it as just a hobby where you're setting up a mic and you're talking to you know your friends and just people just have a casual conversation if you look at this as a business there is a lot to do but to get into it initially there are so many different things that you can go on google right and type in how to start a podcast and there are endless articles endless videos and if you put in a few hours into it, you can start up within a week. Absolutely. Right? I talked to someone um, two weeks ago again, because we're also getting into that phase of working with other people, right? To get their podcast launched, to figure out, you know, what their concept is and how they can really just get going. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, somebody reached out to me and 15 minute, 20 minute conversation, right? I'm sitting there on the phone. I'm like, okay, what do you have right now? What are you looking to do? How many people are you looking to have, you know, in person, all these different setup kind of questions. Mm-hmm. And then just saying, okay, get this, get this, get this, get this. This is your overhead cost to get started and get going. Mm-hmm. After that, all you got to do is just start talking. C- correct. Ralph, what do you bring? What does the mobile uh, podcasting room look like? Like what, what items you got? Basics. Yeah, so it's everything. So, and when I mean everything, it literally is everything. Like, let's say I was going to come to you guys and I think we were going to plan on doing that, but schedules couldn't line up, unfortunately. But I was, I was going to plan on doing it to showcase it to you guys. Um, so the idea is like, you guys have a show, right? There's nothing better than sitting down, hanging out with your boys, talking on microphones, bullshitting, um, you know, whether it be constructive, whether it just be recapping a weekend, whatever it is, the conversational aspect, especially when you have two people that know how to know how to converse, like you guys know how to converse. Podcasting is easy, but there's still levels of it that you have to understand. Like you can't, some people could pick up a microphone and talk, sure, but whether or not it's worth listening to is, is a different story, right? You guys have that there, like it's there. You have conversations, you're able to hold a conversation and can keep going. So with that in mind, right, when you're done doing the recording and things like that, the worst thing across the board, it's the same thing in filmmaking. It's the same thing when you make a big deal. No one wants to do paperwork. No one wants to, to in filmmaking, unless you have the people, the editors that really want to do it and that's what they're doing. The last thing you want to do then is go through and tweak audio, you know, mix and master, uh, Take show notes. I don't know if you guys do show notes. I like to take notes on what we can increase and um, what we can improve on things like that. Like nobody wants to do that because it's like, we just want to get the content out and then tomorrow do the same thing all over again. That's where I come in. You know, it, that's where my goal is. Like in, in, in business, it's more of a B2B business as opposed to P2P because, you know, businesses have the capital to spend. If they're looking for advertising, things like that, it's easier for them to write things like that off as opposed to two guys trying to create a podcast and they don't, whether they have the capital up front, things like that. So um, the idea and is to essentially come up for microphone, well, depending on how many people you have there, um, set it up, camera set up, full mix, full mixing and audio done on the spot. I like to mix live. Um, I do post mixing as well, but I do like to, the ability to mix live um, and have them come in with the content, go over how we did prior to this and go through the process. Here's the topic. This is what we're going to do. Do you like, do you not like, should we, shouldn't we? And then have them go about it and then essentially close the laptop, pull out the cords and within 24 hours have a fully edited deliverable podcast that sounds good, makes sense you know, audio input, output, et cetera, 
and it's there for them to deliver as a product as opposed to just another episode. So um, it's a different perspective on, on looking at it through that way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I want to um, stay on that for a second too, basically using, well, for someone who's not producing their own podcast, right? Who's just looking to kind of use this as a leverage tool, as you were talking about this in the beginning of the um, episode, right? Or maybe before we got started is how we all, no, no, we all kind of align on why we do the podcasting thing. But at the end of the day, like Albert said, you understand that networking and podcasting is a huge, huge opportunity. Yes. Right. Being able to talk to different people, being able to do all those other things. Me, like I said, like me and Ralph, I think are very like similar on the business, like side of these things where it's just like, we look at the back end operations and we're like, oh, you can do this. You could tweak that, blah, 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 blah. You can do all these other things that will then get to that other result. Right. So you can just grow a whole different business entity around this. But then for me also, I do like that networking opportunity because it's just such a great conversation point. Huge. Right. Like you go out, you meet Everyone people asks about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what do you do? Oh, well, I do this, but I also have a podcast. Yeah. Right? I, I, like, I don't even ever talk about it. People yeah, ask me. People ask you and mm-hmm. they just bring it up. Like, like I said, we, uh, the past two meetings I've had at the office, people are talking about the podcast before you even have to bring it up. Which is cool. And now they're saying, oh, you know, can we get an episode? Let's line up these things. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming a huge leverage point for us. And like you're saying, I could... How has that experience been like when you're going and talking to business owners and pitching that to them? Is that something that they're really receptive to or are they still kind of hesitant? Because like you were saying, there is that curve that we're still in right now where it hasn't really taken off yet. But have you, are are people willing or like, how how do you get them to bite? So personal, it's different, right? If someone wants to do a podcast, it's it's very easy. Like, because it's more like, you're not going to get a person. Like, for example, you guys aren't going to go out until there's, until the show itself is generating some sort of income or you have a sponsorship where you can afford to do it, things like that. You're not going to pay someone like me to, to drive out there because let's, let's face it, to have that whole thing, it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. So speaking to business owners, and, and again, that's not me dissing you guys, whatever you guys, you yeah, know, right. that's it's it's just the truth. We, it's, we don't need you. We personally that, don't yeah, need exactly. you. That. That's exactly what we were saying before. Like that is why you have to take that time to learn because if you don't have, if you don't want to spend the capital and do all those things to just have somebody else to outsource it, take the time oh, right? yeah. and learn it, how to do it for yourself. And just like you're saying, you can get the same result. Exactly. It's just going to be, take a little bit of different process. So like you're saying with mm-hmm. the B2B, with the B2B. So the, the business, the business aspect is more, getting them to realize and getting business owners to realize that, look, you can like, for example, business, have, they, they'll take a spot out in, you know, like the, the West End happenings. I'll use that for an example. And they'll pay whatever money per year to be on page 16 of the West End happenings. I can't tell you the last time I've picked up the West End happenings, let alone anything else, but yet business owners have no problem spending 1200, 1400, 1600 a year to have a box on page 16 that no one's going to turn to, but they'll pay it off. Mm-hmm. So, and it's the idea of, why continue to advertise something that's not going to like your CPM, right? Think of cost per mile or cost per view. You're how many people are picking up something like the West End happenings, right? A hundred people, if you're lucky, a hundred people. Sure. So if you're paying $1,200 a year for two people to look at it, what's your CPM on it? $600. So you're paying $600 with the hope that two people call you and you're hoping you're going to have a hundred percent return on, on both of them coming to your business. Better hope the product that you're pitching or the product that you have, it's well worth $1,200 or else you're losing money. So I go about it with podcasting as well. Look, if you have a specific niche, right? Randy, perfect example. He, he's a wine, he, he owns the winery, Blue Ridge Winery. His next stage in life is, is public speaking. Like that's his goal. And that's his mindset. He wants to public speak. He has a platform of people that because of what he's done at the winery and the underground experience and the book and things like that, he already has a platform in place. So, for him to invest in the idea of a show, for him to put that money up front, it makes sense because the CPM on it right now, it's eight tenths of a cent for him to, to do it, to get in front of a hundred thousand people. Those numbers don't make sense. Like saying words like that, like eight tenths of a cent, what does that mean? Like if you have a hundred thousand, you know, the idea of you're paying this much money for a hundred thousand people to see it. Like it from an investment or advertising standpoint, it makes sense. So going and speaking to business owners, like why spend this amount of money to get your your ad in the paper or go to a B104 or something like that to have them quickly run through a 30 second ad that you're paying 19K a year for when you can take that 15K a year and build it for yourself and create an advertising plan for you, be the leader of that niche. And ultimately you're reaping the benefits and the rewards because in turn, 
people get an inside look of who you are and who you are as a person. People buy people, they don't buy products. So seeing that and realizing like, wow, this is the guy, what does he do? Oh, he does this. Wow. Why wouldn't I want to go into business or partner or purchase this product that he has? And that's kind of once business owners see it, they start reevaluating it. And it's like, you know what? Give me a couple of days. Let me rethink it because you are bringing up good points, this, that, and the other thing. And all I say is, by all means, I'm here for you. Ask away. Because once they do it, and you guys are perfect product of it, you start, you do it. You guys are at a point where it's like people talking to you. And it's like, yeah, like this is what it is. But transforming that into an advertising medium, it, it's almost like a no-brainer at that point from a business uh, from a business perspective. Dude, I love your idea. I think I, <clears throat> I think you're taking the right approach, and I want to talk to you more about it off off air because mm-hmm. uh, like my mind's just spinning right now with opportunity that you're exposing that I think is untapped. Um, but there are so many for whatever Starbucks, right? For example, Starbucks. If Starbucks wanted to, they could reach out and crush us. Right. They could simply say, we want to generate a coffee podcast. We're going to get to celebrities. We're going to pay them because we have the money. We're going to pay Ralph to make it sound better than what the Kemba and Albert do. And we are going to just crush them. First sip is never going to exist anymore. People are going to listen to enjoy the Starbucks podcast. And now people will talk about our product. I think I don't know. But it's not me and the Kemba, right? We they don't have the value of me and the Kemba. But what I'm saying is, okay. is you're right in going after the business Mm -hmm. because one, it spins off and you're attacking podcasts from the angle, which is what our listeners, like the value that Ralph is bringing home right now is podcasting is a two-way street. There is also the knowing that what's how, if you want to help someone do their own podcast or doing the podcast on your own. Mm -hmm. And I think that that that's insane value that you bring dude. And you shed good intellectual light on it. Yeah. I think um, to piggyback on that point too, if, we're talking about the long-term game, right? The long, it, it's always a long game with all these things. We think back to, man, what was out before all the short video content was Vine. Vine was right? awesome. Vine, all those content creators, Love people Vine. who are out there really just grinding, right? And just pushing out videos. Those are the people who you see now killing it on TikTok, killing it on Instagram, killing it on pretty much every social media platform because they put in the work when that was the new medium, right? To say like, okay, how do I get my message across? How do I monetize, you know, my personality, my brand? How do I monetize my business? And they saw this as a tool. And over the years, the tools might've changed, right? But it still had the same pieces. And for me, like, that's how I look at podcasts. You talk about being able to build up your skill set to the point now where you can either just continue to just let this just run and you get really good at it. Or the other side too, where you can start consulting with other people, right? Like, what does it look like over the next five years? And we talk about this a lot, like over five, 10 years of us continuing to do, to do this, right? Where the ad dollars are now growing, where podcasting is now what commercials used to be back in early 2000s, right? In the nineties where people were saying, oh, you want to get exposure for your business? You have to be on a commercial. You have to do these things. Those companies are not going to start funneling that money to saying like, oh, just get these two people to talk about it because they're influencers in their space. Correct. Right. And like you're saying, like no matter what, and if you, especially if you're talking to business owners, you can sell your own product, but you can now also start selling other products too, because people will look at you, like you said, as that expert in your space, in your niche, right? And saying, okay, if you already have this captive audience, how can I get you? How can I partner with you? How can I do this to also be a part of your captive audience so we can both continue to grow? Mm. And I think that is once again, another part of it. It's just such so many opportunities that are, that are there, but it brings me to the next point of really marketing and planning, right? Your podcast and the content that you'll be laying out there, because that is, I think one of the biggest headaches that I, when I talk to other people about it, they're like, well, how do I come up with content? How do I stick to it consistently? Like we've done 62 episodes now week after week after week after week yeah yeah to pivot uh, mm-hmm. just all based on what you're saying ralph do you do your podcast the, the two main ones that you guys work with do they struggle to find new content for like the upcoming episodes or i, I don't know does randy have guests on i know the lunch beers have guests sometimes so it depends right it all depends on the end goal like that's it it all depends on the end goal of what, of what you want to have so when we, when Randy wanted to do the pod, well, we're doing Randy's podcast, but when he, we set out with the goal of, I want to public speak. I need a platform of which I can public speak from. How do I go about doing it? So the idea was, well, you want to public speak. You have talks written already in place. We already kind of built a show for him to go on Facebook. So every Wednesday he goes live at five o'clock on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, which is just a precursor of, of the talk that he has. So I was like, okay, we well, already written 80, 90 talks. So that's 
90 episodes already. So we have the content. It's already there. On top of that, taking from a different perspective of a new entrepreneur talking to someone that's a seasoned entrepreneur, and if you tell him he's a seasoned entrepreneur, he'll laugh in your face. And it's like, well, I'm 29. You're 40 plus. Like, you're, you have 20 years on me. So you're a seasoned entrepreneur, and, and you have the track record to prove it, you know? But it's all about the end goal. And it just and it, it pains me every time you see it, especially like when you go on TikTok and you see these people going viral on TikTok and then you look at the content and the content's just shit. Like give it a year, they won't be around. It, it's a quick money grab for them. They go viral and then in a year, it doesn't matter. When you're in it for the long run, when you're trying to establish something, it's the brands that are going to stick around the longest, right? So with him, it's, it's the podcast, it's working out. And then it's like, well, does it make sense to have a guest? Sure. He had a guest, Dr. Hedler Fiedler, who is, is a, a psychiatrist, works with um, military veterans, things like that. She had a different perspective on a point that he wanted to make and was like, does it make sense? Yeah, why doesn't it make sense? So the idea of having, as long as you have content to talk about, the Lunch Beers guys are easy because it's, it's every week. It's, there's, they talk office shit. And God knows anybody has office stuff. But allowing people to vent to us about they're, you know, they're email tough guys and they're parking lot pacer people. Like that's just easy content to talk about because the stores are relatable. And anybody that's ever worked in a cubicle for more than a week understands how shitty a job like that is. So making relatable content is is the easiest part about it. And it's not a matter of when, it's a matter no, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Because when we go viral, which is gonna happen, when you go viral. And people go, well, do these people have what it takes? And they start going back and listening to episodes. The viral clip holds no validity because it's like, yeah, they're doing this with or without us. And if we like the content, we're going to get behind it. So as long as you have a goal in mind, and you guys have a goal in mind, but for new people trying to build a podcast, have a goal in mind. Like, where do you see yourself going? You can't, it's not a one and done deal. Like, yeah, I did a podcast, tried it three times. I paid $120 for the yearly hosting fee on, on Podbean or Anchor or whatever it is you paid for. You did it three times and it's like, well, sorry, I actually want to play Call of Duty tonight. Like, if you're really going to do it, just dedicate the time to do it. Me, I was that person that would be like, you know what, I'm going to do it for three episodes. And if it doesn't work, work. Like, I, it's not, I'm going to, I'm going to move away from it. That's why I had to buy studio space and, build out a studio because now it's like, well, now I'm putting actual investments into a business. I have to do it or I'm waste money is being wasted. Like it's being thrown away. And once that happens, you start undercovering different opportunities to where it's like, well, I could provide that service to people. Like, let's say people like from a personal level, somebody wants to have a podcast, but they're not a business. Well then come to the studio. The hourly fee is there. Come to the studio. Okay. And it's there. We handle everything for you. And all you got to do is show up, talk and leave. Because the last thing people want to do is is the last 80% of what makes a podcast great, which is the post-production, the editing, the managing. It, no, one wants to, no one wants to do it. You guys know you do it firsthand. There's nothing worse than us going to hang up this phone call. Like, it's great for me because I don't got to do it. We're going to hang this up, and you guys are going to have to edit everything and post the content and do everything, which is another two-hour endeavor, and you're not getting paid for it. So. It, that's the worst. People can't get out of that mindset when in reality, if you're truly focused on it, like you guys are, it doesn't matter what the fee is going to be. Cause you know, the end goal, you guys are going to have something there to show for it. And eventually the payoff is going to be better than you can even imagine. So why not keep doing it? And why not keep sacrificing your time to do it? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, and if you do, and if you do want a podcast, um, like one, one, one thing just to touch on is, is the headspace required. So personally, from my own experience, it, it takes up a lot of headspace Breach. because I'm constantly sitting there. One of my sole roles for, for first sip is I, I source a, a lot of the guests, if not all of yeah. them. Um, <clears throat> and always thinking about new guests and new reasons and demographics. So, so no, like Ralph has podcasts that don't have guests and podcasts that do have guests have a firm set plan of, Hey, listen, I, I'm going to have guests on mine because getting one every week, folks, if you're going to be a weekly podcast is not an easy thing. I know Joe Rogan makes it seem easy by cranking out episodes every two to five days um, with the best people in the world, but that's because he's been doing it for over 1200 episodes. Yep. Um, and these people that get celebrities on there, that's because they have millions of dollars back from them. Mm -hmm. If you're some Joe Schmo who just wants to start a podcast, like we are Joe Schmo's getting guests, credible guests on a weekly basis is a taxing second job. Yep. Um, so it's it just something to be aware of. And, and the reality is that, not a lot of people are as confident as they may seem 
And not a lot of people actually do want to come on and talk with you, mm -hmm. even though they, they put on this persona and have this, this it, it's, we've experienced some decent tribulations that people should just be aware of. That's all. Yeah. Um, one thing there, you're talking about the confidence of being able to come on podcasting, right? I think that mm -hmm. is another thing that, I don't know, you know, we talk about these things where it's just like, you don't want to get big headed, but I think that is a, you, you gotta, we gotta find the value in that, right? Being able to sit down, having conversations, doing all these things and, and being able to communicate is, is such an, I think an undervalued tool, but it's, people are going to realize it's like, wow, if I can do this and if people are really perceptive to this, then it's such a, you can continue to grow and grow and grow and bring these people on. Oh yeah, dude. If you want right. to get better at your job or That's, speaking yeah. to people, start a podcast. And <laughs> what I was going to pivot to is because better. one problem, and you guys know I work in real estate. One of the biggest things that people have been talking about for the past five, 10 years, agents need to get on video. Agents need to get on camera. Right. I was just in another Zoom meeting yesterday with a, it's this well, keeping current matters. Right. And they have a huge company where they just give insights to real estate agents, people who are interested in the market. And they said, if you're an agent who wants to have any sort of foothold over the next 10 years, you need to start making video Media, and they, content. Con yeah. And they've been saying this forever, but people still don't do it. And I think it goes back to what you were saying. It's like, it's not easy to no. sit there, right? Like you can set up everything, you can have your. And that's the funny part too. You can buy all these things and say, oh yeah, I just need to get one more mic and I'll be good to go. Or I need to get a tripod or I need the perfect camera or maybe the directory isn't right. Or maybe, you know, my post-production isn't right. But at the end of the day, you still have to pull the trigger at a certain point and just hit record. Yes. I, I do want to just want to mm -hmm. a little caveat though. I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here like tooting our horn and mm -hmm. saying what we do is the hardest thing in the world because it is by far in no way difficult whatsoever. The headspace is a barrier that you may have to That overcome. was going to be my second thing that I was going to go. You need, yeah. you need two microphones, a mixer, certain content material, and a camera. Yeah. No. If you're, if you're a talented individual or if you're anyone, I don't care who you are, this is not hard. I was just saying, no, if you want to have guests that have the actual guests, activity, not, yeah, exactly. So just, just a caveat. And that's why I said, like, you, you bring up the headspace too. That was, and thanks for bringing it back, that back up because I don't know. I'm always going to be on the side of just saying like, this shit ain't easy no. to sit here and have to balance out. And I wanted to, I was taking some notes the other week and I wanted to talk about this on the other episode, but we can talk about it now because we are talking about the business side of podcasting and really what you need to do if you want to get into this game. I think being able to turn that switch on and off between having to like, okay, come up with concepts and be creative. And then also being super analytical and knowing what needs to be done to drive the business forward and balancing that too well, or not even balancing, but just doing that dance. It is, it is challenging to learn. And I curve. think people need We're to, learning. Yeah. And it's, it's a I learning guess, experience. I would, I would love to, you know, we talked about uh, Randy. I would love to know his perspective on that, right? If you ever get to a point where you really do reach that, point where it's just all starting to make sense and everything's just clicking and you never feel that level of overwhelm or if it is just a constant dance between the two right between i got to be here and i got to be here and i just got to get that rhythm really flowing because that's like I was, think I, yeah what are you gonna say ralph oh i was gonna say like and he'd be the first, and that's what i've been trying to get him on it right he's doing so much stuff um like like when we do our podcast with him like we do five episodes in a sitting like we'll get together for four hours we have a talk it's exhausting like and not exhausting because it's a lot of work. It's just like the mental capacity, like you're saying, like you're having engaging conversations and it's not for five minutes. It's not for 10 minutes. Sometimes you're going on for hours. So you're having these engaging conversations with somebody with the intention that somebody can learn or benefit from it. And, and that's like, that's the good part. So, but it's funny that you, you know, you would want his perspective on it, him where he's at now, he'd probably be the first to tell you that like it's, you just adapt to it and you learn to roll with the punches but there is a time and that's where it's funny how you guys, like you guys are learning and learning. There's going to be a point where what, what's the value of time? Like, is it worth your time to keep yep. editing those videos and, and doing it? Or is it worth, you know what I'm saying? And like people, whether it's the wife asking questions, whether it's, it's the friends wanting to go out, like, what are you willing to dedicate? The podcast room is like, sure. What's the value of time? Like, do you want to spend four hours doing it or do you want somebody to do it for you? What is it? Like, it all depends on, you see what I mean? So, and that's where it comes from a business perspective, removing the personal stuff out of it and just having a business mindset behind it. Does it make sense for, you know, a business owner to sit in front of a computer and talk and record his own audio and go in and edit it and post it? Or does it make more sense to have somebody come in and do it for him for a fee? That's the question, right? Like I, you guys, I don't know if you guys have ever hold a sales position in the past, um, but I'm currently in sales. Like that's it. Like it, 
what are you willing to, what's the cost of time? Like we got to quantify time. So right now it makes sense. Like, let's do it like this. Let's do it like that. But eventually time comes knocking on your door and it's like, well, damn, if I really want to continue to do this, what's the next step? And that's when hopefully I can come on in and go, well, this is what we can do. Let's, let's take you guys to the next level. Um, not you in general, I'm saying like oh, overall, yeah. I'm not People saying awesome. first yeah. That's the thing. How do you, um, how do you even realize, right? For people who are listening, how do you realize what it is that you need to start delegating or what's really taking up your time if you're not putting in the time to do the work, right? Because then you won't even know what to delegate once you get to that point. Like if money starts coming in and things like that, it's like, you really don't know the ins and outs of your own business, your own operations. So you don't know where you can start outsourcing. Right? Like we're saying, like doing the sales, doing all these things, doing the, I was joking with you before uh, the episode about creating some of the, the reels for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And saying just for the one episode, it took like two hours to go through the videos and chop up the, uh, to chop up those clips to get them ready for a real format and TikTok yeah. format. That's something a year from now, I do not want to still be sitting here doing social media. Posts. Doing but the reason, it comes down to. but the reason, exactly. And the reason we're doing it though is because we want to learn the ins and outs of this to the point where it's just like, okay. And you are learning know- a lot. You've learned so much and come a long oh, way. Oh, I got a, I got a little uh, bachelor's degree from YouTube university now on social media. That's marketing. what I'm saying. If y'all need some tips, hit your boy up. You have. But, um, but that's the thing too. It's like, it, it's not only helping the podcast, but also real estate. I'm helping other people in their, you know, in their social media. And it is, you start developing skills that you didn't even realize was something that you would develop a skill around. Mm-hmm. Right. If you so if you would have told me a year ago that you would know how to set all this stuff up and do all these things, I'd be like, Albert's not that tech guy. He he's not doing that. That's true. Now, if I was to sit here and come back, you would have it all lined up. Eh, maybe we have to do a quick review. Yeah, I'd get but like you a get nine out of ten. Yeah, you would get it. Yeah. Same same thing. But it's mm-hmm. just like it takes some time, and you have to do the work, and then say, okay, I know now what needs to be done here. Let me find somebody else to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like our like we were talking about post production. People know our post production done by our producer Delonzo. Yeah. Right. So like these things are th- different pieces that we start bringing in so we can really just set ourselves up, have a good foundation so we can scale and continue to grow to where we want to get to. So have you guys started like looking for partnerships? So we actually, actually our, yeah, our, our last episode, we actually launched our first affiliate code, um, so which is a beverage company. So yeah, so we now have first sip 10 um, with Vival Energy Tea. We actually had, oh, yeah. yeah, we had the founder on, um, if you use the code first of 10 on drinkbible.com, you get 10% off your order and we recommend it. They're not cheap. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the, they're, um, about 200 milligrams of caffeine per coffee, uh, per tea, uh, they're flavored, they're cold. <clears throat> We're still waiting on our order. Mm-hmm. So all I know is I've had just the, the honey, bl- um, honey blend and it was fantastic. So we'll see, but to answer your question, that is, that's the goal, right? To start, that's the, that's the way to start making money. Get yeah, that's, affiliate that's codes, common. get yeah. partners, co-brand stuff. And that's one of our major goals for this year. Now that we're, yeah. we talk about this, um, that's the new podcast and our lessons from, from season one is that moving into the next year, we really want to start maximizing the, the monetization capabilities of podcasting. Like you mm-hmm. said, whether it be partnering with other businesses, getting affiliate links and doing these consultation, things, right? Like consultation, there's so many streams of income that can be built out under this one umbrella. And just being able to explore all the different things. Like, like we said, we got some stuff to talk about off air, but it, it really is exciting. And we talk about this a lot, all these different exciting things are going, but man, it really does get me hyped up to think about like all the opportunities and what we can really do just by coming together and just bouncing ideas off one another and just getting the job done. Yeah. And we were fortunate enough. I mean, our podcast is a, a beverage name, right? First sip. So uh, we're going <laughs> to, being who I am, I'll leverage that moving forward in the future mm-hmm. and try to get that as a play. I mean, the, our first affiliate code ever is a beverage yep. uh, and it's an energy, energy tea. Me and the Kemba are too hyped up individuals. So um, it, it's cool. Do you have any other things you wanted to touch on regarding podcasting? Because I did want to ask you about something funny on, on the side that's not podcasting based. Yeah, let me, I'll, I'll, I think I'll wrap it up with this. And I think it's, if right, as long as you have the goal in mind, and I think you guys do a good job at it as well, like first sip and before you go through it, you have separate segments. So, and it kind of plays into the idea of the advertising space. Like people come on and write, some people just talk. Like if you listen to someone like Tim Dillon, love his podcast. If you haven't listened to Tim Dillon's podcast, give it a listen. Unbelievably funny, so comical. The podcast doesn't go anywhere. He's just a great comedian. Uh, and at the shameless plug, whatever it is, what it is, I have no correlation with him. Just you want to laugh your ass off, you listen to Tim Dillon, and I promise you, you'll get there. Um, but like the idea, like for lunch beers, like the goal 
for lunch beers is the relatability of cubicle workers that work the nine to five that clock out of their lunch hour and get fucking hammered and there's no HR for them to bother them. Right. So like, and that's the idea. We're on our lunch hour. We're not getting paid. We're outside of work. We're going to get ripped and come back to work and hopefully close some deals like that. Just like the mentality and for advertising, the idea is, well, how do you get people like who, where do you get drinks from? Well, the bar or breweries. Okay. Well, lunch beers, there's 9,000 plus breweries in the entire country. Like, is it hard to get 1%? Is it hard to get 90 breweries on board to do an episode and sponsor an episode? I don't know, but like building and developing segments within a podcast, answer the question of advertising instead of it being like, we have to stop the show here to present to you today with ABC corporate. No one wants to hear it, but doing it subconsciously along the lines and we do the beer ratings. You guys do what you're sipping on. Like that's a plug across the board. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's seamless and it works and it's not annoying and it's not, it's not frustrating, you know, like it doesn't ruin the content. It adds and embeds the content that you have. Um, but at the end of the day, have the goal in mind where you want to go. And once you accomplish that goal, make the next goal higher because you know that you already accomplished it. And hopefully you do it in a fraction of the time that you think it's going to take you to get there. Mm. There we go. Bro, so you you worked in Hollywood. You directed films, right? You did. Mm-hmm. Okay. You yeah. won awards, right? You understand acting and production, correct? I have a feeling I know where this is going, but yes. Yes. Okay. So I don't want to beat a dead horse and it's honestly not really, it's still, it's still memed a lot and it, and has been talked about a lot, but since we had the luxury of having you on with exposure to Hollywood, do you think the slap, the Will Smith slap was staged? Yes or no? For those who can't see him, he has a very conflicted look. Just want you to know. There's so much, right? There's a lot of questions you have to ask yourself, I think, before coming to an answer, right? Like, is it coincidental that the man that got slapped is now on a comedy tour? Like, there's just, there's so many, I don't know. Like, does anybody deserve to get slapped? No, like, I don't know. There's just so many questions. And the only people that would truly know is his management team and Chris Rock's management team. And Tyler Perry. If you point to you know what I mean? Like, if you look at it, like, as a money grab, like, and I'm sure this, I'm not the first one saying it. It's like regurgitated information at this point. Like, the Academies and and the Oscars viewership has been decreasing substantially in, in the past how many years? So what better way to bring it than than physical abuse by Hollywood's golden child. So like, did you hear me give my conspiracy bit? Cause we were right on the same. Yeah. Page. We had, we had aluminum hats on. We went through, we, we had 10 hat hour, a couple like, episodes. Man, listen, we're right on the same page. Viewership shop. What's a couple dollars, right? The slide to the right people get Tyler Perry involved. Will Smith. You got the whole production game over mm-hmm. game over. Yeah. So you think it was staged? I know. Yeah. It was, I know it was staged. I know it was staged. I, I think the emotion was real. Like I think Will Smith had true emotion through it there's a level to it that I feel had to have been staged, right? Like nobody was clearly, you saw he was aggressive. No one thought that, Hey, maybe we should stop him from walking up. Like it took him what, seven seconds to get like, no one thought in the back to be like, hold on one second, what's going on? Like, and I get it. It's Hollywood. So, but on the flip side, it's Hollywood and everything there is, is acting and, the people in Hollywood, not everybody, but a vast majority of them will do everything that they can to to make a buck and, and get viral. So I don't want to think Will Smith is staging this stuff because he doesn't look good on his part. But uh, who knows? It, there's evidence that would 100 percent suggest that Chris Rock is benefiting substantially. Now he's on a sold out comedy tour and Will Smith's like name is being bashed. I know he sold a, I know he probably sold a couple thousand audiobooks and a couple, just in regular books over the past oh, couple of weeks. Will Smith? Yeah. Oh, for sure. He just dropped a book recently. Yeah. I know his sales been through the roof ever since the slap. So Ralph can, confirms our theory. Oh yeah. As, we as were a, right on. We were right as on. As an individual who has directed people. We knew it. Yeah, we knew. You heard it here first and second people. Yeah, we know. We, we know. know what you're up to, Will and Chris. <laughs> Man. 
We've can't been wait, on. Can't that. wait to talk to them on the podcast about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's we'll talk to Will Smith on our podcast. Big manifest. Yeah, big, big manifest. manifest. Just I see, you see it. I see it. Uh huh. I see him sitting across the table already. Yeah. So you were talking about the importance of segments of every episode. We end each episode with a content wreck, as you know. Um, do you have one for the people for this week? Either a podcast, book, song, um, show you're watching. Gotcha. Minus the. Um the Tim, the shameless Tim Dillon podcast. I'm telling you, if you guys like comedy, he's got a very, not even dry humor. It's his very upfront humor of what's going on in today's day and age. And he does it. It's awesome. Like give it a listen. It's aggressive. Um, big gay dude from long Island and he can't be canceled. So that's all I'll say about it and, and watch it and, and, and go from there. But uh, no, there's actually a show and I believe it's on Hulu. It's called um, the outlaws that I, started watching and it's a foreign well not a foreign show that england so technically foreign but um it's really cool christopher walken's in it um it's cool in the in the aspect of like uh you ever see the movie warriors yeah yeah that idea like it's like a it's a bunch of criminals that have to pay their time back to society and relationships are formed it's cool i don't know if people are, i don't know i, I like it because it's entertaining um but, uh, all right like sure could be better but the entertainment factor watching christopher walken just act is is fun in itself so um i would suggest that show i believe it's on hulu and if it's not on hulu it's on amazon prime but it's called outlaws or the outlaws yeah check that out sounds interesting what's yours again Ooh, well we were talking about scandals before conspiracies mm. anatomy of a scandal Very on nice. netflix mm. have you guys seen it I, ha- I told you I haven't. No, nope, no, nope, Ralph, you haven't. Listen, man, you want to talk about how a scandal can really just be, or a conspiracy can just be uh, thought up and just ran through. Listen, I'm not, I don't want to give away too much information, but basically this guy's in a long-term marriage, right? Has a kid, ends up going to his wife and says, hey, listen, there's going to be this news coming out. And I want you to know that I had an affair, right? Now, this guy is also, oh, this is also a foreign show. This is also based in the UK. Oh, so do they like talk over it or is it just accents? No, it's English. Yeah, they speak English. Speaking oh, English. Okay. Well, yeah, Alex loves it. My wife loves the shows where like they, they don't speak English oh, they gotta dub and it? then they talk over with like a totally different person. I can only do a couple And their lips of those. move at a different like speed. I can speed. only do a couple of those. This one, you'll be good. Though. I hate it. Dude. You'll like this one. They speak, drives me crazy. Speaking English, so you don't have any, no, no curves. There are no gaps. Okay. So basically like, okay, we're having an affair, blah, blah, blah. But he's also in parliament. Right. So this doesn't make it easy because now there's the political scene. The media is blowing all this up. Fast forward. He, the affair now comes out. Cops show up to his house front door and says, where's your husband? Saying this to the wife, where's your husband? She's like, why are you looking for him? He's suspected for rape. Oh, don't give away too much. And that's it. Oh, that's all. Say, don't people. spoil it. No, no. That all happens within the first like five seconds. You sitting there watching. It's just like, damn, this just wow. spun. I got to watch that. I oh, also you, love that. I told you I binged it in a day. Mm-hmm. Right. Anatomy of a scandal. The scandal? Anatomy of a scandal. Anatomy but, of a scandal. Write this down. I cannot wait until you guys watch it and get to the part. That's the actual complete plot twist that just messes with your head so much. And it's like everything I knew about the show. Throw it out the window and I got to start again. From what right the, what right level now. of plot twist are we talking about? Like the end of Red Notice plot twist? Yeah, you remember when I was just like... Like jaw hit the floor? Probably more than that. No way, dude. Yeah. No way. When you realize like how... The, bro, I'm telling you... Did like you see the, Red Notice, Ralph? See, <laughs> he's a top 10 movie fan. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that, he's a big top. When you, when, you were gonna, when you said like how Red Notice, I was like, I can't believe you used that as the example <laughs> as opposed other incredibly twist endings like but i, I get it it's okay there's, there's definitely top 10 films. there's certain movies you just can't bring he's one of the best he's actors of all gonna, time he's not gonna get the plot twist on those but um but yeah man when you watch it bert let me know what you think when you get to that moment and you're like oh damn this is it just text me at that moment i will you too ralph let me know you guys gotta binge it anyway. hell yeah do you, you want to hear mine to wrap I'm, the day You've been you've been sitting on this since before the episode. So I, so so I um so for people who don't know if you have if you have an American Express, I still believe the promotion's going on, but you can get Audible Plus for free. They mm-hmm. Amex will eat the subscription for the year. Um, and with Audible Plus comes multiple free books, free yep. podcasts, um, free mini series, and it just says included with your membership. So. I was browsing the included with your membership tab the other day on a free book <laughs> and it was a self-dev book. It's called Taming the Tiger Within and it's by Thick Not Han. Mm. 
see that i like that it's like uh so the whole premise of the book is is it's it's really funny to say taming the tiger within right but actually i didn't know what it was going to be about i thought it was about like mindfulness and meditation it's about handling anger yeah and i i I don't like have an anger problem anymore i never did but i it, it does bring like some super relevant points it's only a 44 minute listen the chapters are like five minutes um and yo it has some like cool analogies regarding anger for example, for our listeners, if you get into an argument with someone or someone causes you a problem, right, that makes you super angry, instead of going to blame them, address the anger quickly within, if your house is burning down, you're not going to chase the arsonist. You're going to put the fire out so your house doesn't burn completely down. So if someone triggers you and makes you mad, why would you go after them when instead mm-hmm. of just putting out the fire? Dude, when I heard him say that, and I, I probably butchered that analogy, but when I heard that, I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. Just address the fire within, tame the tiger. That's uh, so that, that, that's my content rec. That's why I love those analogies, though. Tame the tiger within. Let me get a, get a woosah, Albert. A yes. woosah. That's it. I feel like those analogies really help. Big, <laughs> tranquil breath. It takes big concepts and just Four in, six it. out, folks. That's a, that's a big concept. Love it. Down there and simplified it, though, for the people. I do. When I, I, just because the analogy, like, stuck with me. Yeah. You, you ever, I got to put you on a, you send him some kind of uh, Confucius links. Sure. Some of that stuff. You, you'll, I'm telling you, you, you'll start sending me some, some stuff. Well, hey, dude, um, Ralph, not the last time we'll have you on. Um, always great. We truly appreciate it, folks. We will be spinning out more content with Ralph in the future and, and, we probably got some big things coming with Ralph. So um, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. No. Realize some things we got to keep off air. Yeah, can't of course. Keep, can't well, keep I'm just secrets. We I'm know. Just saying. Talking about the podcasters, they might be listening. Yeah, with the competition. Ain't no competition. Yeah, I was kidding earlier when I said Starbucks would squash us. Ain't no competition. Starbucks need no, us. No, no. They need when us. You said, I was going to say, yeah, the reason why they wouldn't is because like the, the last thing people want is another billion dollar company pumping out fucking pocket like no one cares like no one's gonna give a shit and i'll be all they need us as always everyone enjoy the first six